The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him away. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When we meet Moses in Exodus 33 today, he is making profound requests of God. Moses and God's people and God have been through an awful lot together up to this point, called out of slavery in Egypt. The people have seen God do mighty and powerful things, from the plagues to dividing the sea to the pillar of cloud and fire. They have heard the voice of God on Sinai, so overwhelming they thought it would kill them. They have seen God's might over and over again. But as soon as Moses was out of their sight, up on Sinai with God, they made an idol a golden calf, and they worshiped it instead of the God who had brought them out of slavery. It was a national crisis. Moses punished the guilty and eventually convinced God to forgive the people. But God was still exceedingly peeved and said something like, fine, Moses, you and the people will go to the promised land, but I'm not going with you. I'll send an angel with you instead, but right now, I really don't want to look at you. God was so disappointed in them, so heartbroken, so angry, that God didn't want to be around them. But Moses simply refused to accept that. He went into high negotiation mode, as we heard in today's reading. He wanted nothing to do with an angel being with them instead of God. Lord, don't make us go any place without you. We are no one if we aren't yours. God relented and promised to go with them. But Moses didn't stop there. He pressed on, made another request. He said, show me your glory, I pray. Rabbis writing on this text say that what Moses wants now is something more personal. Moses has seen the huge and powerful God, the transcendence of God, the plagues and the parted seas and all of that over and over. 
But now he craves something different, something maybe even more important. He wants to be close to God. And God responded to this too, letting Moses know that he would not be able to understand God's ways or divine justice or see God's face, but God had an idea, a way to show Moses a little of his glory as much as Moses could handle. The Lord told him, See, there's a place by me where you shall stand on a rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock. I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So Moses was left in the cleft of the rock, and God passed by him. God was there, but Moses wasn't allowed to look yet. He wasn't able to look until God had already passed. And then Moses was able to see the place where God just was. The place where God had been. One scholar said that although our English translations say Moses could see God's back, it would be more accurate to say that Moses saw the place where God just was. It's like the radiant glow in the sky after the sun has set. Have you ever looked back on your life or on a situation, on a decision, a hardship, a joy, and seen the glow of God's presence, seen God holding you, guiding you, giving you strength, when you did not see it at the time? Do you ever get distracted or troubled or busy and miss what God is up to while it is happening? How often do we miss God? And with Moses, isn't it exactly that presence and that closeness we want and need more than anything else. If there's anything in this life we don't want to miss, isn't it the presence of God with us? Through the centuries, the faithful have embraced spiritual practices that help us be more aware of the presence of God. One very simple and effective one that Christians have used for 500 years is called the examine of consciousness, a way to look over the day with the intent of becoming more aware, more conscious of how God was there. Author Dennis Hamm describes it this way. He said, praying the examine is like rummaging for God, as though you're going through a drawer full of stuff and feeling around, looking for something you are sure must be there. In five simple steps of the examine, we look back on the previous day, rummaging through the events, and finding those glowing places where our Savior was with us. The examine has five simple steps, and if you think this is something that you might want to know more about, you can pick up a handout on it at the hospitality desk as you leave church. Here's how to pray the examine of consciousness. At the end of the day, find a quiet place and remember that you are in the presence of God who loves you.
Spend a few moments looking over your day, first with gratitude for this day's gifts. What special moments come to mind? The smell of your morning coffee, laughter, a lesson learned? What gifts, for instance, of kindness did you give or receive? Then ask the Holy Spirit to help you look with honesty and patience at your actions and attitudes and motives throughout the day. Next, review the events of the day and take a gentle look with the Lord beside you at how you responded to the gifts that you saw. And finally, have a heart-to-heart talk with Jesus, sharing your thoughts on all you noticed as you examined your day and listening for any new awareness from the Lord. It's that simple. And whenever I pray the examine, I have seen something about where God was in my day, and it's very precious. But if I don't take the time to look, I can miss it. Now, there are many ways for us to review our day, many ways to prayerfully pay attention. Whatever yours is, I encourage you to find that little cleft in the rock and sit in it and look for God's glow. It's there, and we don't want to miss it. In the name of Jesus, amen.